It's time for another episode of Play Action Pass, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Play Action Pass podcast, formerly known as the Bangers and Trash podcast, but we've rebranded with Play Action Pass. Uh, exciting. Um, Very exciting. Very exciting. I am your host of sorts. Uh, as usual, more of a of the editor, more of sitting in the background and uh, throwing in a random comment. And I'm joined uh, by the team of uh, Tony and Rob. So, Tony, how are you doing, first of all? Yeah, very well, mate. Very tired. Just a, uh, just had a newborn two days ago, so uh, the sleep is non-existent at the moment. But that just means more time for drafting. To be honest, well, um, that's one way of looking at it, mate. I'm sure that this is as yeah. other ways of looking at it. I mean, I thought you were going to say you're losing sleep because of the excitement of being invited to Scott Fishbowl. And oh, yeah, there's that huge the, news. The, the dynasty hot seat that you were uh, you were nervously on as well. I mean, you've been up to a lot. <laughs> is he right? Yeah, the hot seat's been pretty good. I think it's got quite a few views. I, I think I'm up to like fourth out of the 27 guests they've had on or more. So nice. that's pretty that's pretty good, yeah. After that draft was, uh, as well, that, that is pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't know who's clicking <laughs> those uh those links. Must be sending them out to everyone, but that was really fun. Really fun. Yeah, nice, good stuff, man. Um Rob, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I don't have the same sort of news as, uh, as Tony, <laughs> but um, he, he, he talks a bit of nonsense, but even more nonsense if he's had no sleep. So that'll be interesting. Um, I did watch, um, funny enough, I watched The Express last week. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, um, it's about a running back for the Browns based on a true story. Jim Brown and this guy called Ernie Davis. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, he, um, he never played a game for the Browns. He, um, he got cancer after he won the freshman first black person to win the freshman really good but why i bring it up is because um like 50 odd minutes in the guy sits down and he's looking at the screen board and he goes uh, play action pass and uh so yeah so i thought that'd be a good little snippet you might want to use for um, so the yeah. future so yeah nice noted well i have to get on that see if i can cut it in somehow this is this yeah. is where you really tested my skills yeah. or lack of <laughs> nice that is right. nice yeah yeah, that's wicked. We'll have to look at that. But yeah, Play Action Pass. This is uh, the new uh, the new brand. So yeah, I've, I've got to try not to say bangs and trash. I'm so sure we'll slip it in somewhere. Yeah. Um, so under the concept, then I say I'm the host of sorts because I almost introduce you to the team, and then I'll hand over to Tony, who's going to tell you the concept of uh, today's pod. Right then. So what I thought we'd do today is discuss redraft in a bit more depth because we spent the last couple of months talking about dynasty um obviously it's dynasty uh time of the year however redraft is going to kick off very shortly i will just we'll just talk about some player values in the re, in your kind of redraft rankings for players that are kind of overlooked for dynasty but really need to be on the radar now for your redraft leagues they might be not the sexy picks at the moment. So we just got to remember that, you know, redraft, the vets still hold that value. And I think it's worth talking about maybe nine players on the show um, or wh- how many we want to talk about. Just just remembering how much value they'll have in redraft leagues. Um, it's good not to forget about them when you're drafting the sexy young players as we have been all off season in Dynasty Leagues. So yeah, yeah I thought nice. it would be a good, good, good discussion. Absolutely, yeah. Change of pace from the, from the rookie talk of recent... Um, 
so yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off then. We'll go quarterback, then through the running backs, wide receivers, and finish with the tight ends. Um, Tom Brady will kick off with. So if you you look at fancy pros, got him ranked as the eighth, uh, the eighth quarterback, and he's uh, he's a stick eight like a sort of um, in terms of age amongst a lot of those quarterbacks you're looking at. Tony, we'll start with you from a dynasty lens. Obviously, not someone actively looking at because he retired. And then he unretired, so you know you're not going to know where you are with him. But in redraft, where's his value? Yeah, I think we, we. This is this is the kind of player who in the home leagues, obviously everyone knows Tom Brady. You know, in our league that's been running for ten plus years or whatever, there's a certain someone who always selects Tom Brady no matter what what kind of uh, position or team he plays for. And you'll have that those kind of players just picking out because he's the best quarterback ever and all of good stuff. However, he he does produce a fancy year in, year out. And and we haven't been looking at him in Dynasty at all. He's going maybe QB 30 in Dynasty. Well, not maybe 23, 25 in Dynasty. Um, and he cannot be forgotten about in redraft. Now, you know, some of the sites have him as high as QB 5. Um, and, you know, in the fishbowl that we're going to talk about, he's, he ranks very highly in that because his completion percentage is through the roof compared to someone else. So, he, 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 or, you know, other an experienced quarterbacks he, he just cannot be forgotten about when it comes to redraft leagues um and what's obviously we need to slip in the news about Gronk um and how much that affects him so I'm kind of interested in what you guys think about that I, it does affect his kind of touchdown ceiling in my opinion because Gronk was huge in the, in the in the red zone um and probably knocks him down a little bit but not too much for me he's still going to produce they're still going to throw the ball loads and I think other players will step up what do you think? Here's, a, here's a question for you on Grant quickly for both of you. Do you think this is the end? Or do you think he gets that phone call from Brady and he just slips back in, even if it's midway through the season? I do, yeah. What, I think, what do you I think, think? Yeah, yeah. I think he's coming back. I think. Well, I think he'll go on whether the, the Bucks are um, doing well, which I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do well. But if it comes to like week nine, week ten, and they're looking like definite playoff contenders and all the rest of it, I think... There's a there's a strong chance that they just strengthen up. He wants to come back, get another ball, you know, another ring. So so yeah, I think he's got a, a big chance that he might he might uh, make a return. But you know, no one knows for sure. Yeah, I, I I think he might. I think he might be playing the game that Brady did. But when I first when it first came across the news, I thought he's he's copying Brady basically. He's going to retire then the week after. He's going to say he's back again. Um, and there still is that chance, but you know we got to for the moment we got to take it like he's done. Um, but yeah, again, you know, let's not forget about Brady and redraft leagues. But I think we can get onto some of the names, probably Matt. You know that that are probably a little bit more interesting to talk about. Um, I still think I still think there's some things on like. Do you have any worries? Like obviously the same Godwin's going to go on the pup. Which is now, I yeah. believe, is four weeks. Um, which means they've only got Evans and <clears throat> and um, what's the, the slot receiver, Russell Gage. Russell Gage. So, mm. I mean, I don't think he's going to be like I was all in on Brady, you know, a couple of months ago. But I think with all these, you know, Grant going and then Godwin now missing part, you know, a lot of time. Is there a risk that he's not? You know, maybe he should be forgotten a little bit more, and he shouldn't be as high as he's going because there is that risk that he he has all the weapons. Not, not for me, I don't think. I think he's. 
I think he he's um, he produced. I mean, think of the players he had at New England. He was always high. You know, he had Randy Moss a couple of years that those big early years there. But he came through just Edelman basically and Gronk, and he'll have Evans and you know Gage, who actually Gage looked pretty good last year. I was looking at some of his um his actually you know his games last year. He actually really performed really well. Maybe he's just stepped up. Maybe it was time for us to get stuff. I don't think he's got the athleticism and all that good stuff, but Brady will be able to carry those kind of players. I've got no doubt about it, really. Um, yeah, I think redraft, he's, he's the perfect QB to wait. The only thing is, uh, you know, he hasn't got the rushing upside, but we, we, we he never has, and he always finishes top 10. So You know, worried about the TDs worried. coming down, though, the touchdowns coming down slightly. I, I was, yeah, slightly, but I mean, I think for. Net actually, we're talking about Fournette probably next. Yeah, if yeah. we're right, we might as well skip go straight into that because he's a player that in dynasty is going in what round eight, round nine. This news for me pumps Fournette up even more in redraft. The Gronks out there, he it's incredible how valuable those RB touches are in that in that offense. Um, and if you take away a tight end, the running back will get those, will get more target share simple if he's on the field so you know um i'm, I'm obviously assuming for has got more of a three down role which i think he will do with without geo i don't think he's back geo is he um rochelle white might take a little bit of time to to accustom to the league so i i think this pushes Fournette up even more and again he's the kind of player that really i wanted to talk about today is someone like him who's going maybe in round nine round ten in, in dynasty but he is an absolute lock for top 12 finish this year and redraft. He's got to be drafted in the first three rounds, in my opinion. Um, do you have Fortnite in the top 12? Anyone? For redraft? Well, I was in, what, first round pick in the 12 team? No. Top 12 running back. Oh, sorry, 12 running back. Sorry, okay. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely top 12, yeah. I thought, I thought you were talking then first round. But no, I, I think, yeah, in the second on the turn third. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but he's, he's the kind of player who, yeah. he, I just feel like he's the kind of player that if you're playing Dynasty all summer, you're just reluctant to take and I don't think you should be. Because you've got he's that two Dynasty years, mentality. Yeah. I think even in Dynasty, he's got the, you know, this, he's you know, two-year contract so this year and next year, obviously he's got to get rid of the weight. I've <laughs> just seen pictures of him lately, but um, yeah. But no, he's he's set up to succeed. I just think um I, I think on one of our earlier episodes I said about White, Richard White is a good I mean he's a good handcuff, I think, in redraft. Agreed. Um but it have, you know, you wouldn't want to be taking him until you know twelve, thirteen, fourteenth round. But certainly if he went down, you can see him getting shed load of the work. Okay, moving on to another running back then. Um someone who won't have that appeal in Dynasty, but likely will in uh, redraft Connor. James Connor, resurgence, similarly to Fournette. He's had that resurgence. He's got a good uh, good spot where he is, and it looks like the opportunity's there. Um, Tony, you first again, James Connor. I, I, yeah, very similar situation to Fournette. The, the utilisation of the running backs in, in the Cardinals team is, is really, really good, strong. Fast pace of play, all the stuff that you really want to, you want, you know, you're you're wanting it kind of running back. Um, you'll be the goal line back. We've seen that last year. They added Daryl Williams, 
which I'm not worried about. Others might be. That might push it down a little bit. But again, in redraft, we're talking here, he's got to go in the top three rounds. It's a very similar situation to Fournette for me. Um, again, in Dynasty, you know, he's being left because of his age. Both of these got three-year contract, or maybe two or three. Connor got three. Maybe Fournette is looking at two with an out. But they're around the same age. So, you know, if you again, if you're playing Dynasty throughout the summer, which a lot of us are, and you see these names go in late, you've got to switch over to redrafting. And if you start, I mean, if you started your draft with Justin Jefferson, Fournette and Connor, I think you're in a really good position, providing you can kind of, you know, as Rebecca said, maybe pick up Rashad White later for a hanker for Fournette. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I would handcuff James Conner in the same way, but you know, if you started with those three, you're in a really good position for in your redraft league, no matter what the format, in my opinion. Yeah, Rob, what, what, do you want to build on that? Yeah, I agree. I think um, he's got all the chances to, to have a good, you know, good season. I, I said that on the previous show again with Daryl Williams. I think it does hurt him slightly. Um, Tony's not obviously not as concerned. I'm not concerned. I just think he's going to spell him a little bit. Um, he may be on some of the key third downs, whereas last year, I think when Edmonds went out, he had most of the third down work as well. So there's a chance that I think they said the Chiefs give him over 100, um, 100 catches or 100 targets last year or 100 catches. I can't remember the top of my head. Um, so there's a chance that he could take some of the third down work. But my main concern with Connor, and I think, I know we don't like to say it, but he has got a real injury prone record. So I would be more reluctant to take him, you know, if it's a cop, you know, if it's him and I don't know, one or two other running backs in the same sort of range, I would, I would be hesitant in whether, you know, well, you know, for now I just smash it. Cause you know, he's, he's, he's had a little knocks in the past, but he's been, you know, he can do 14, 15 games, no problem with Connor, you know, so mm. last year that he actually stayed pretty healthy. So that is a concern. I know we can't go on that generally but when you get someone who's been injured that much and you're looking at your first three pick first three round picks you want certainty and and obviously you can't there's no guarantees with injuries but you want to ensure that your players are um giving you the best chance to win yeah i i guess the players you're looking at there uh, aaron jones and zeke elliott just off the top of my head um and the ADP up, so i don't know yeah but yeah, I mean, when you say, I mean, Aaron Jones, I would definitely take over James Conner, but I think he's a little bit different because I think he actually has a bit more dynasty value, in my opinion, than he has anyway, because he's a, he's more of a smaller kind of, um, you know, uh, pass catching back speciality as well. So I think he'll last in the league a little bit longer. Um, whereas, you know, Conner is not looked upon as a big dynasty asset, but he will give you what you need in redraft. Um, yeah. Cool. Moving on to someone a little bit older then, Melvin Gordon. He's been written off. Uh, we weren't sure whether he was going to be back at the Broncos. He is back. Um, 29 years old. Where, where are we looking at him here? It's further out than the two players we previously talked about and obviously has the competition. Um, so, Tony, again, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I mean, Mel, so we're into players now that we're looking at, you know, for Dynasty, they, they're being left for dead. You know, they've got no value really um, going in the 15th plus rounds. However, who's, I mean, who's to say that they don't 
go back to the same time shares he had last year now. He knows the system. Might be in coach, which there is. Um, but, you know, he's, he's familiar with the team. He's not a stranger. You don't bring back... I can't remember. I was watching it, listening to a podcast recently, and I completely agreed with him. You don't bring back these kind of players to the same team unless you're going to give them, um, you know, carries essentially. I I can't remember. I think it was McKinnon. They brought back McKinnon, didn't they? The, the Chiefs and someone said, "Well, what? You know, you, why would you bring back McKinnon unless you're actually going to give him a role?" And I kind of feel like that for Melvin now, having a bit of time to think about it. They, they you know. They could have handed the keys over to Javante uh, Williams with Mike Boone behind them quite easily. You know, he's, he'd come in and, and take three or four carries a game. That's great. But actually, they wanted Melvin Gordon there for a reason. So I think, you know, he's the kind of player, again, being left for dead in Dynasty, forgotten about all summer. He'll skip over his name in multiple drafts this year. But when it comes to redraft, he's the kind of, if you go zero RB, Melvin's not a bad shout in round eight or nine or whatever he's going. Um, because he guaranteed to give you some carries. I can't see, if they're both healthy, I cannot see it being more, uh, you know, more than a 70-30 split. So he's going to get touches, and that's what you want. Yeah, Rob, what do you think about Melvin? Yeah, I, I was going to say the zero RB is a good idea with Melvin. If you think the splits are going to be similar to last year with Jardy Williams, then <clears throat> yeah, he's a good he's a good target in a zero RB build. Um, but there is a different staff now. It could be like I think we've had this we had this discussion about me and Jordan mm-hmm. Williams not, you know, I'm not on board, but you know, it could be and it could be 64, it could be 70, 30. And in that case, I might be a bit too early to take him in the sort of round seven, round eight, um, for that sort of running back. But we don't know. Um, it's quite still quite a muddied, you know, no no one's come out and said what the splits are gonna look like and who we, you know, so there's a lot of talk always in the summer, but he might be more of a later, later round pick, but a good late round pick if you if you go for someone like that. I mean, last year, looking at the numbers, yeah, they they were pretty much banged in the middle. They all had you know similar snaps, percentages, same attempts, same targets. So if it's the same, then it's a great zero RB pick. If it's not, then you know, and it is Javante Williams leading the way. It might be a bit of a wasted pick in the you know mid mid rounds. So do you, do you see him more like a Kareem Hunt kind of player where, you know, if someone was to go down... Yeah, but Kareem Hunt gets the third third down work, doesn't he, a lot of the time, where it's not it's not the case with, the, you know, the Broncos last year, didn't, it wasn't the case Gordon only came on for the third down role. It was more... No, it was serious. It was serious. Yeah, they were, t- yeah. Yeah, they, they were just running in, in, you know, taking it in turn. So slightly different. I think Hunt has his value because he's third down, gets a lot of touchdowns, and obviously he's got the upside then of having the main role if... If obviously Chubb goes down, so it could be like that, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. We don't know, do we? It's really difficult because it's completely, yeah. you know, new offense, new QB. It could be completely different this year, so it might be a backfield to, to stay away with from, really, unless you want to be really risky and go for, you know, go for that. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with in redraft. I'm not touching Javante Williams at all. We had a massive discussion about this two weeks ago about dynasty value, and I was completely, you know, on board with Williams in dynasty, and I still am. Because I think he could take the reins over completely this year, but I'm not banking on that in redraft. That's too risky for me now. So I'm, you know, it is ADP, you know, round three or whatever. You can forget about that in a redraft league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah i agree with what you're saying last time in terms of immediate production but you know williams is uh um i the other thing is obviously they could melvin i'm just looking at his numbers here you know last year he was running back 22 in ppr and 17 in standard so you know around about running back 20 uh that's pretty strong as a 50 50 split so even if that was to go down you, you could still be knocking around running back 26 27 quite easily um yeah. Yeah. and a better offense better ball back got all that good stuff as well so yeah i like that one nice so that's the running backs wrapped up until we throw some random names out at the end let's move on to the wide receivers starting with adam Thielen. so we all know the value of justin jefferson adam Thielen's 31 um, again fits the mould of someone you're not getting excited about in Dynasty but can still do a job um, although potentially declining job uh, in redraft Rob I'll start with you on this one what are your thoughts on Adam Thielen in redraft yeah so I'm I'm quite high on Jefferson this year but I think um, the, you know, the reports I've heard that they're going to pass the ball, or they're, they're looking to pass the ball a lot more. Thielen's the sort of player that I think he's a, he gets a bit, a bit forgotten. But if you look at his numbers last year, he was healthy. He puts up some strong numbers, certainly early on. You know, he was getting 25, 11, 14. And then he had a game at 24 points and 16. So he's the sort of guy that I guess if you go in like a strong running back start, maybe, you know, you go running back, running back he may be the sort of second wide receiver that you look at picking up because he's touchdown you know he, he scores a lot of touchdowns wherever that comes down that, I mean that saved him I think a lot of these points games he's, he had quite a few touchdowns last year I think he had three four five six. yeah so like 11 touchdowns in the first half of the season so he's the, he's, he's a sneaky pick a sneaky pick but um, again, I don't want to go on the injury side, but he, he, he was knocked up a lot. He is 31. And I think that's the difference in Dynasty. That's why he's not getting looked at anymore. But in redraft, if he can keep himself healthy, he's a cracking number two um, to go alongside um, Jefferson. And obviously, if they do throw the ball more, he's got a good chance to finish, you know, as a top top 24 wide receiver. Yeah, well, um, exactly the same. I He's, he, again, perfectly perfect fit for this kind of discussion. I think he's been forgotten about in Dynasty and, and probably for good reason because of his age and his injury history. But they didn't add anyone to that. You're going to KJ Osborne and Amir Smith Marset as the three and four there. Um, Irv Smith obviously could be that third person quite easily in that passing game. I can't see how Thielen's not going to do his normal thing unless he has declined completely from age but again in redraft I I don't mind taking that risk um, perfect kind of wide receiver three on your team in redraft league that could easily put wide receiver two numbers up that's what you want yeah nice cheers both um, moving on to Robert Woods then um, Tony I know you've spoken about Robert Woods yeah. you've got big expectations in the fact that he could be a bit of a safety blanket um, in a much changed Titans offence where do you sit with him again fits the mould of this conversation yeah he does probably more than any of them well feeling as well but 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 Woods again coming off the same in, uh, a similar injury to Thielen sorry a much more severe injury but similar kind of uh, age and profile to Thielen now 
Um, the only difference here is he's obviously switched teams, but obviously, you know, the news coming out with Trayvon and Burks over the summer hasn't hasn't really um, given anyone the confidence that Tannehill's only going to be looking in his direction. So he's got to throw it to kind of Woods and Hooper when they're behind. Obviously, when they're in front, they're going to run the ball. Everyone knows it goes through Derek Henry. So straight away, you're looking at a reduced kind of passing volume. However, he's the kind of player, again, in Dynasty, you can kind of forget about really if you're you're looking to build a young, sexy team, he's always forgotten about. But in in redraft, um, and he's running full speed already, which is a great sign. He's in camp already. Him and Hooper are really the only two that Tannehill's linked up with already. You know, all the news is good for Woods. Um, And they paid him as well. You know, they've given him a contract. I know he's, you know, he's not going to, be there for all those years at that age, especially now with that injury history. But he, I, a very similar. I probably would have seen it ahead of him if you had to ask me, because I, you know, I like that kind of offense that they're building there with the Vikings. Um, but Woods wouldn't be far behind in redraft, um, and he'll just get he'll just get passed over by dynasty players who are playing redraft because of the name and the age. And I don't think you should be. Nice, Rob. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, I disagree a little bit. For me, I don't. I, I much prefer feeling. I think just because the the way the off, offense runs, you know, Tennessee are not changing. It's going to be run run first. Henry's back. Um, I do have concerns with Tannehill. The end of last year didn't look good. Um, yeah, Woods has soaked up all the slot receiving role, um, and he might yeah, we might well be the wide receiver one there, but he doesn't have. For me, he's never been a great touchdown scorer. And when he did, it was more like on the jet sweeps, um, which, again, they probably won't use because they got Derek Henry just to run the ball and, you know, quick quick releases to him to go. So, my concerns, I wouldn't certainly be taking him in the mid. I don't know where his ADP is, but I can't imagine it being in the mid rounds. But, you know, if you wanted to take him in the sort of 10th, 11th, I've got no problems with that. But for me... Um, I just don't see real upside. And, and I guess to win redraft leagues and to win any league, you need upside. Um, I think Phelan could have a little bit of upside, especially with the touchdowns. I don't see the same for Woods. So for me, he's more wide receiver four with maybe an upside of wide receiver three. So I'd probably pass on him unless he was staring me in the face in round 12 or something and he's just got been forgotten about. But um, I can't see the sort of levels that Phelan, you know, he's not going to do any. If they both stay fit for the, for the season, it wouldn't even be a conversation for me. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think I was comparing them both. I, th- I think I was comparing the kind of names and, you know, the kind of age and the feelings that we've got towards these kind of players. You say you know, mid-rounds, though, wouldn't you? you, you would, would you take no, the same sort of range as Phelan? Because I wouldn't. No, no, no. Phelan would okay, be higher, fine. definitely. Um, Woods would be, I'm trying to think of comparison. You know, Kenny Galladay rings. Okay, Russell Gage. Off the top of my head. No, I take Gage. You would, okay. I see them Definitely. similar. Bit more I, I see Gall- Galladay is quite similar. You know, a vet, again, a veteran who's been kind of forgotten about. Okay, so Gage has got dynasty appeal a little bit. Yeah, we're so talking he's, redraft, he's we? We're going to be talking about uh, Yeah, redraft, but what I'm, so. what I'm saying, yeah. So in re- even redraft, I would take Gage. Okay. I don't think he fits this kind of conversation. But Galladay is a good one because he has been forgotten about over the summer in dynasty leagues. People, again, people are literally passing on them. However, he's the number one. He he will be the number one. I I I got no doubt whatsoever. It'll be Galladay in that offense. Think? The mate they paid him. Yeah, Tony's missing again from 
Kadarius Tony's missing. He's missing again from camp. You know, they've got the new coach from. Well, Tony just hasn't turned up, has he? There was rumours he was going to walk oh, he was away. There. I think he was training. Yeah, yeah. He's back in training. He's injured, he's injured again. He? <laughs> I mean, certainly does. I mean, he'd be my number one choice for the Giants, but it's not a great offense. So yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, I, I, I just, yeah, I just don't see the upside with Woods. I think he's a, a floor play for sure. Yeah. Okay, let's go with someone in the middle of the two of those then, generally, on the rankings. This isn't age-related because he's 26. Um, this is just someone who doesn't quite get the respect they deserve. And obviously now they're going to be mm. competing for snaps with one of the best receivers in the league. It's Hunter Renfro. Um, Tony, where do you put him in redraft and, and why do you think he's potentially overlooked? I think he's overlooked because he's... He is primarily a slot player, so straight away his ceiling is capped. But I mean, if you're in even a half point PPR league, you it's it's guaranteed points with him on the field. I don't think that changes with Adams too much. It will, the volume will come down. But I think Carr has got such a good relationship with him. If he's on the field, who's to say? You know, you know, Adams will be probably number one look most of the time. Waller's the one really that we need to look at for for Renthrow. but but I think I I I just feel like again in Dynasty he's just being forgotten about completely, and in redraft I think he will help you um, win leagues this year because he'll be the kind of player who Carr might lock into, and again you know in the range he's probably in the range of probably in between them both I would say is that what you said yes I probably rank them Thielen. Renfro Woods, but talk about a safe floor. I think his floor is safe, um, and he's got the potential. He scores a lot more touchdowns than we give him credit for. So he's got that kind of ceiling with the with the um, touchdowns coming through. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed with him as my wide receiver three or four at all in that range. Okay, Rob, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I think I'm out on Renfro. Um, I don't. I don't think you pay all that money for Adams and then not feeding the ball. I think you know Tony was right. The one we need to be more concerned about is the Waller taken away from Renfro. I think Adams is going to be getting as much as he can handle. I think last year Renfro's numbers are inflated because Waller was out most of the season um, or a lot of the season, and. Um, Obviously, they didn't have Adams, so he, you know, he stepped up as the number one, and he got a lot of targets, and he did get quite a few touchdowns. But you know that 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 whole lineup offense is going to change completely. It's going to be, you know, it's just going to be Adams taking most of it, and Waller maybe in the in the end zone. You know, he might get a couple, but yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing with Tony with the the position. He's a wide receiver for, um, but I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be overly happy or, or sad, really, if I if I draft him in redraft. I just I don't think he adds any upside. He's more like a handcuff, I guess. If if you know if Adams went down or Waller went down for long periods, then he's got some value. But I'm not draft. I'm not you know, you know for, for me. I'm not drafting for players that I hope they're going to get injured. And you know, I want the upside players. I want the players that I think could you know could could boom. Yeah, so the reason it, 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 I say the other way around happened. So Renfro went to, to the Packers with Adams. We would know straight away that Adams would be getting 14 targets a game from Aaron Rodgers. With it going the other way around, there's no guarantee that he gets that volume. None. 
There's no guarantee in my eyes that Adams gets that volume. He's going to get double digits, I think. Yeah, but it's not a guarantee. It's not, it's well, not. Nothing's guaranteed, but well, I think it's a strong possibility. No, was, we'll spend well, if, he sta- if, he, if he stayed in Green Bay, it was a guarantee that he would get those. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, Renfro and Waller have got, the, have, have got that kind of chemistry with Carl already. Adams has, but it's been a long time since college. I, I think we can forget about that. They do text each other now and again. Lovely. Happy for them. So but, he's than, you know. I said he's better than Rogers as well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He said a lot of stuff. Yeah, he, I mean, he obviously fell out, didn't he? There's no one else catching the ball out of those, uh, you know, other than those three. And then we put in, we can't forget this about Josh McDaniels. You know, he has come from New England. They did have Edelman and they had Wes Welker. Ren- Renfro fits that bill lovely, perfectly. I think Not because he's small and white. But basically, he's the, he is the slot player, and Josh McDaniels has always had that, and, and they've always, always produced. So, I don't know. I, I think he's a safe player. I know we've picked a few safe players here: Woods and Ramfro. We haven't hit the ceiling, but these are the kind of players that you need in redrafts to go along with the with the boom players. You you can't you can't skip these for someone like Jameson Williams, who's not going to go on the field for six weeks. No. Not interested in that. For me, anyway. But you could, I mean, Josh McDonald's, it's, it could end up being another run first thing. The way you're talking is if, you know, Carr and, and the Raiders are going to have to throw a lot more. I think than they will. Last year. Playing, so you, okay, so you're going to... Playing the Chiefs twice, playing the Char- Chargers twice, playing Russell Wilson twice. That's six games there in division. I don't even know who they got outside of division, but that's six games against three of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Okay, fine. If they, even if they pass more you're, you're you're projecting that it's going to be more of a spread than it is targeting you know, yes. Adams that's, Waller yeah that's that fair order. that's fair that's okay. fair I, I think uh, I've watched him enough now he doesn't lock into one player Waller that one season he did but maybe that's because Brian Edwards wasn't ready in his rookie season I'm and Renfro wasn't he's ready. never going to be ready <laughs> yeah maybe we'll see uh, you know uh, and um, what else did they have Zay Jones didn't turn up that rugs, year. Yeah, rugs a little bit as well. Rugs, yeah, but he there. was a slow start, if I remember he correctly. Was, yeah. He took a while. So, you know, he did lock into Waller and he did he did give him 10 plus targets a game. Um, and that could happen again, but I just think they, I don't know, it's something about the, the, the way that Kyle was spreading it around last year. Towards the end of the season, I remember Renfro coming up big. I don't think that's going to get forgotten about. That's what I'm saying. Right, nice one, gents. Good debate there. Um, let's move on to the tight end position then. Tyler Higby, uh, 29 for the Rams. Let's go to you first, Rob. I know you're excited to talk about Tyler Higby. <laughs> what a great player to talk about. And you know, you're still on the roster, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> again, uh, this is a sort of player, yeah, probably forgotten dynasty. Um, or oh, sorry, you know, more popular maybe um, than redraft. I'm not really sure the value if there's any in Higby. I think I just, you know, with the tight ends, I've come to the conclusion, unless you're a top four or five, I just don't see any value in any of them. Um, you know, we used to say last a couple of years in redraft, you know, draft them late, you might land, the, you know, you might land on the right one. But I think it's got to the stage where I don't think there's any right one if you land on them, they'll all have, they'll all have individually good games He's in a great offense, but you know, they've, they've added Robin, Alan Robinson, 
they there's talks now that OBJ's going to come back as well. They got Van Jefferson. They got Cam Akers 100%. You know, you know, I didn't think Stafford had really much of a connection with him last year. I haven't got his numbers up in front of me, but I don't think he had too many good games, whereas I think Goff may have, may have had one or two better games, more of a connection. Um, I also saw, if I went to the Super Bowl, I uh, can't remember the guy's name, the tight end, youngster. Um, yeah, he seemed to get that. more involved. I think I got him on a roster on one. Um, Was it no. some Blanton? No. I'm not sure. Um, and he's a very young, I think he was a rookie or, or, or a second year player. And he, he seemed to have a few targets. But I don't know. Uh, if you're asking me where I think, you know, re, in redraft, he wouldn't be on my boards full stop. Um, if someone wants to take him in the 13th round, 12th round, be my guess. But he's not someone I'll be, I'll be looking at. Kendall Blanton or it Bryson is, Hopkins. No, or Bryson, Bryson Hopkins. Bryson Hopkins, Bryson Hopkins. Bryson Hopkins. yeah. Bryson yeah, Hopkins. Blanton, actually Blanton had one game before. Um, anyway, yeah, Hopkins came through in the um, Super Bowl. Yeah, good good shout. So, Tony, would you be rostering Higby in redraft? In redraft? Yeah, he's the kind of player I would target. Good offence. Um, no definite wide receiver three. Because I don't think Van Jefferson's... I think we've seen enough of him, if I'm honest. I think uh, he is. I don't think he'll get drafted at all, Van Jefferson, in our redraft league or any redraft league. He might be. He might be a good. He might. Be, he should probably be drafted. I'm not saying that, but I don't think he will. Um, and I, yeah, pass catching running back. I think Stafford probably doesn't really look to the. I, I don't know. I'll probably have to do a bit more research in in how many drop offs the Stafford actually does that. But you know, I, yeah, he's the kind of player that I would target. You know, again, looking at the. Um, high-powered offense. Actually, funnily enough, I, thinking about it, I don't think actually Rams are that pass happy. Um, I might again, I might look into this a bit more detail, but something's telling me that the Rams actually run a lot more than we think. Um, but yeah, he he fits the mold. Like I said, no strong wide receiver three, no slot receiver. Uh, you know, although obviously Cup can move around, and he's probably the best slot receiver actually. Say that when he is in there. Um, but uh, he is forgotten about in Dynasty, and he's probably someone who can um, hit if they do that, get that connection. So there, there probably are a few other names that are around there that I would take over him. Um, Just pulling up his numbers for passing Stafford last year. He probably wasn't that, he probably he wasn't what, high. He what? well, I mean, depending on what, what you class as high as attempts per game, but I mean, most of the games, he's... 33? Yeah, he's well over that. So he started off very slow, but then he's got 38, 41, 37... Then a 28 to 41, a 48 to 41. So they mm. threw a lot last year. There's a lot of green on his passing. Um, Van Jefferson had a quite, a, quite a few targets last year. But but obviously, I think that's before OBJ came along, didn't he? Yeah. And then I think it swapped. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he doesn't fit this mold, thinking about it now. Um, and there are probably some of the names that would better there, you know, someone like Ove Smith. Um, you probably we talked about him earlier. Take him over that, um, yeah. Okay, well let's move on then to uh, to Zach here to the Cardinals. Um, showed out when Hopkins was sidelined last year. Um, tight end for over the last four games where where Hopkins was out. Obviously Hopkins is going to be out. A suspension leading into this season. So 
Sackett, is he, I mean, far further up the rankings in terms of tight ends. Um, what are you thinking about Sackett, Tom? Well, I, I don't think he's that far. So he should be. But I, I don't think he is. I think he's in for an absolute massive year. I absolutely love Zacherts this year. Hopkins being suspended even helps even more. But he's the kind of player that in redraft, um, in Dynasty again, who you can get him quite easy. I mean, I think I got him in a league for a third, maybe. Um, and he used to say this, you know, Trey McBride doesn't take two or three years to kind of hit anyway. There's, there's a chance that Zacherts is Cardinals offense. And um, with Hopkins, who's declining, and Marquis Brown, that's it. So I think he's the perfect tight end for a redraft league. If you want to miss out on those top three or four, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, the, this is the kind of player that you want to hit on. Going back to what Roberto said earlier, you got you got Darren Waller, who I had when I won the league a couple of years ago. I got him in the 15th round, my last pick, and he, he was a top three tight end. So if Sackett goes that late and can return value, this is how you win the league because you've taken, you know, a top tier tight end for that one year with your last pick. That's beautiful in redraft. And I think well, he's got the chance to do that. Yeah, probably you as high on uh, Zach Ertz as Tony. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just want, I just think, I think Tony's going to be um, a bit disappointed because I think the time draft season comes, he's going to be well-liked. His ADP is going to reflect that and I can see him being in more of a six to eight, round six to round eight. You know, the, like the old days when you had OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, it was like that class of group. And I think you'll find that he's going to be going in the mid rounds as opposed to your last pick, like, you know, with Waller, who was completely off the radar. So I agree, though. I think he's going to be great off the mark. He, you know, him and Kyler had a good relationship late on in the season. He had lots of targets looking at his numbers, of, you know, 7, 13, 13, 20. So he's clearly well liked and he's still got a little bit left in the tank. So I think with him and Marquise Brown, they could get off to a flyer. Obviously, if Hopkins comes back, that might come off a little bit. It all depends on where the, the Cardinals are going later in the season. But yeah, definitely a good pick. But I don't think you're going to be picking him up in the double digits rounds. I mean, I certainly won't let him drop to that. If he comes to me, you know, I'd be taking him round. You know, I wouldn't take him six or seven. I'm, I'm completely out on tight end there. But you can see somebody jumping on him, you know, round seven. Oh, just because of the ADP, I don't think he's going to be late digit double rounds. You've got to be looking more of a deep, deep sleeper than, than Zach Ertz. But agreed with what Tony's saying. I think he's going to have a good season. Well, Hawkinson... Uh, Schultz got it or it's they're all in the same that's the sort of I think Hawkinson that's and, where you'll be that's you'll be just, just yeah you're just just below just behind those guys I think I think Hawkinson will probably be like a f- round five um, yeah. and maybe and then I think you'll start seeing Goddard it's you think he's going to be double digits do you also I don't want his career uh, I, yeah I think I think you'll be behind the likes of Dawson Knox Pat Frymuth I wouldn't surprise me again we're in Dynasty land at the moment. Frymuth and Knox, will go, will, will, there's a chance that they will go ahead of Ertz, and I don't think they should in redraft. So even someone like Cole Komet, who has got so much dynasty buzz about him, Irv Smith, these players who are, you know, they have not got any competition. Komet and Irv Smith have got no competition. They're two of the hottest names at the moment in dynasty. Everyone wants them in dynasty, those two players. Come redraft league, it'll be you'll be sitting down. You'll be sitting down on your draft, 
and you'll see those names and you'll be like, right, two months ago they were Twitter darlings. I'm going to take them over Zach Ertz in my redraft league. That's not that's that that's the whole point of this show. <laughs> Don't do that, even though they're being sexy. That that's all. That's basically it's a great example of those of 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 players that you just do not want to take over. Someone like Zach Ertz, who's got the who's got the opportunity to be top five this year. In my opinion, I can't see how he doesn't. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I think. Um... Yeah, maybe he will go in the mid rounds, but I, I, I don't think he'd be very. He won't be a really. I'm just trying to look at my um, best ball rankings. I'm on DraftKings. Um, yeah, best ball. Can, best ball's a good one. Yeah, well, no, it's it's probably a good one to have a look at. But he, he'll be in that range. I bet you, come out and. Oh yeah, you're right. He will be a rank come out. Yeah, and he, he shouldn't be. No, he should be higher than those. He's yeah. proven. He's a proven player, isn't he? He's, he's you know he was great for the Eagles as well. So yeah, he's a good. He's a good Good target, but I just think he's. I I, would, I think he probably settles around round seven, round eight ish. I think on come August, September time. Cool, nice. Well, that wraps up the players we decided on beforehand. Do you want to throw any other names out there? Have we missed any? Not not vets. That someone who's not getting any love this time of year because it's dynasty time but Emery Draft can help uh, I don't know if he's going to help but I mean <laughs> well he might help Tyler I mean Tyler Lockett I mean you just sold Tyler Lockett in dynasty he's a little bit forgotten yeah because he's, yeah. he's you know he's he's still quite popular but he could still be good in redraft because they've only really got him in Metcalf and if Metcalf sits out it could only be Tyler Lockett so he might be a sneaky one later yeah, on so but... that's, that's a good shout that's a good shout. He's he's always produced. Exactly. He's always produced, but it has always been Wilson. Yeah, that's that's true as well. Yeah. <laughs> but if they, yeah. if they get yeah, it depends who they end up with QB. But yeah, I mean it's difficult, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um I did touch on someone earlier, probably, but that's not really um you you, you think he's done. Yeah. Got it. I mean he's done, I just I, I... <laughs> I just don't know his role. I don't, I can't, you know, he's definitely not going to be like he was at the Lions. He's not going to be the number one read, I don't think. He might get a couple of blow up games, but I, I certainly wouldn't be confident taking him. Brandon Cooks is a good example. Brandon Cooks is a great one, yeah. Yeah, Brandon Cooks, you know, even though, I mean, in Dynasty, he has actually picked up a little bit. I traded for um, him in Dynasty. Yeah. He's, yeah. But he, he's going to someone who's going to be just come redraft season um, miles ahead of where he's going in Dynasty. Um, I'm right. Yeah, so probably. that's the definition of not a sexy pick. That is someone who flies yeah. under the radar, and you know is going to make waves on someone's team. Zeke, uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring Zeke up, Rebecca. You think he's, he's in for a good big year in Dynasty? He's <laughs> drop. He's dro- I mean, he's dropping in Dynasty. He's big in Dynasty as well. No, I don't, don't think. So. I don't <laughs> think he is. I don't think he is. I'd be taking well if he drops to me in the second or third round, I'll have no problem. So there you go. So I mean, he's definitely not going in that dynasty. So that's another good example. Someone yeah. you know, we talked about it, anyone who's aging at running back. That's why we yeah. picked Connor Fournette. We mentioned Aaron Jones earlier. Zeke could easily fall into that. Um, Malvin Gordon probably doesn't actually, um, considering his age. But you know, yeah, Rashad Penny is probably someone who could. Who hasn't got much dynasty appeal at all, but could help this year. Um, 
But I, that's, that's an offence really I'd probably want to stay away from. But, you know, he, again, that's someone who's not being talked about at all in dynasty circles, but it come redraft season, he could be a starting runner back. You don't know? Mm. Yeah. Montgomery, yeah, David Montgomery's probably another one as well, running back. Yeah, that's a good one. Because he, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of buzz in dynasty. I think he's fizzled out, but he could still be a three-down back this year. If he stays healthy. Yeah. Not a great offence, but... So that's the kind of player, are you actually going to be clicking the button on, on Montgomery? Mm. You know, you should be, because he's going to have the volume. For sure. Fields is going to jump, but he's just hasn't got that, that person at all. And that's because he's not a big-time dynasty player. So He's like a Brandon Cooks, isn't he? he could, but he can't yeah. produce again if he stays yeah. healthy. It all comes back to that risk. Do you want to be the one taking the risk on him? Or do you want to be the one sitting there regretting it midway through the season? It's, uh, that's where the news come into that draft, right? It's going to be interesting. It will be, definitely. Well, yeah, this has been uh, a great discussion. Plenty of food for thought. I think we probably could have added plenty more players to this as well. Um, so anyone listening, obviously, you waited around for the nugget which was uh, Antonio telling you, make sure you switch to your mindset of redraft and they'll get caught up on the Twitter hyper dynasty when you get to uh, to the draft in time and that two-minute timer is uh, ticking away. Um, you can find Tony on uh, Twitter at FA underscore lightsight7. You can find him on loads of other podcasts as well. You can find him in plenty of, uh, of um, various uh, leagues across the world. Um, I'm up to 20, 23 now. There you go. Can you believe uh, it? It's only going to grow. And you can catch us at the uh, Fancy Football Collective uh, in the middle of July as well. So uh, come see us in person. Rob, you can find at Team Bests 10 on Twitter. So if you guys are listening, have got any other suggestions, players you want to throw into the mix that fit this uh this conversation then do that or if you've got any questions obviously chuck them at us at underscore play action pass um and thank you both for uh, for joining us we'll be back next week to chat more we'll probably chat trades uh me and yeah. rob did one but we'll uh, we'll save that one for next week and we'll, we'll break it down and rob can tell me how much i lost and don't even laugh at me <laughs> uh, but yeah thanks for listening guys until then we will see you next week see ya bye